baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. You want to hear a little, a little Ron DeSantis talk about the media? This is great. Here's the way it works in D.C. If you're a Democrat and you step out of line against the party, the media fillets you and they smear you. If you're a Republican that steps out of line and attacks other Republicans, you are the best thing since sliced bread. You get a profile in the Washington Post. You get booked on CNN. That's just par for the course. I mean, I would hope most Republicans are smart enough to realize that if the media likes you, then you must not be doing a very good job. Because if you're doing a good job for conservative voters, they are going to attack you. That's how it works. It's pretty simple. All right, listen to Bob Stefanowski debate today with Ned that will be on TV tonight. Governor Lamont, Joe Biden, they have put government between a parent and their child, and it stops under my administration. We're going to leave kitchen table issues to the kitchen table. We shouldn't be introducing sex education in the kindergartners who can barely tie their shoes. We need to let parents work with the teachers. This is not about demonizing teachers. I think a lot of people were shocked when their kids were home for COVID and they looked over their shoulder and saw what was being taught in school. We had the vice principal in Greenwich say he only hires Democrats because he wants to indoctrinate the kids. Of course it's happening out there and it stops. So my parental bill of rights, and I'll get to your point in a minute, but it deals with school security. When you go into a bank, why do you have cameras and technology for your money. Mr. You Stephanowski, go to a museum. Me, if you could just address the transgender question that Grace asked, that would yeah. be terrific. We have less but, than but, a minute. But just to finish up, we need to protect our schools. <laughs> we need to be totally tolerant of kids going through that difficult decision. But I fundamentally believe it's unsafe and unfair for a biological male to compete against a girl in high school. I yeah, it's not so hard, is it? To grasp. I think most people agree with that, even though most politicians won't say it. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk ten eighty. Five o'clock hour. We're going to do rants right now. Hopefully we'll get a Liz Cheney cut in. I want to talk about Liz Cheney. And Tom Scott's here the last half hour. All that coming up this hour on WTIC. Hey, uh, Todd. Yeah? I believe the saying you were trying to dig up today was uh, liars figure and figures lie. That's right. Remember that one, Joey? That's what I was looking for yesterday. Hey, Todd. I believe the saying you were trying to... I like that little throat clear. There's kind of a rhythm to that, isn't there, how he threw that hey, in? Hey, Todd, 
I hey, the Todd. thing you were trying to dig up today was uh, liars figure and figures lie. Exactly. I remember hearing my father say that 50, 60 years ago. Yes. And now I understand what he meant. Have a good day. Yep, he was talking about politicians, Democrats, I think. Uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of the devil. Gentlemen, Ned Lamont, governor from Connecticut. Yeah, I'm the governor here, and I'm looking to be reelected as governor again. And uh, as far as the illegal immigrants, like, yeah, if uh, we get some coming to Connecticut, all I can tell you is they aren't going to be going to Greenwich. They're not going to be in my neighborhood. They're going to be in your neighborhood. So make sure you think of that hard before you vote in the election coming up. And uh, as far as Bob Stefanowski, yeah, I'm going to roll him like a, like, I don't know, a jelly roll or something like that. <laughs> hey, can, he, can, can I have another one of them jelly rolls over there, folks? Yeah, uh, that's what I'm going to do to Bob Stefanowski. I'm going to flatten him and the debates. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah no, I mean the debate. I only want to have one because... Because, you know, it's like, uh, uh, we got to deal with the illegal immigrants coming to Connecticut. We don't want them, you know. Well, yeah, they're going to be coming to Hammonasset or a town by you, maybe Torrington or Waterbury or Hartford. They won't be down in, in Fairfield County, though, because we'll have to have a, you know, we'll make sure they don't go down there and bother any of the big contributors for my campaign. <laughs> Anyways, all right, roll on, ladies and gentlemen, roll on. That is the real Jolly Ned right there. That is the real deal. Hey, Todd, I just have a few questions. Where are all Trump supporters to go out and try to help him? They're railroading him. They're, all they want to do is keep him from running for president. And... I just don't understand why. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure if they are trying to stop him from running for president or trying to just keep him front and center so that the Republican Party is linked to him. I just don't understand why no one's doing anything. How come we don't have a rally for Trump or do something? Um you know, to fight back. Where, where, are, where are the Trump supporters with the rally? Where is the rally to save the dawn? It's like no one's doing nothing that I see. Or I just figured all the people that listen to your radio station who love Trump, we got to fight for him now. He fought for us. And believe me, he went through a lot of crap. So we, we need to step up and get pissed off. It's about time we start doing something. So please, everybody, let's get together and help Trump now. Because he, he did a lot for us, so let's help him out. People should be angry. There's no question. And very motivated to be politically activated. Whether it's uh, in support of Trump, in support of America, in support of the Constitution, whatever your thing is. We should be activated because we are being robbed of our system. Hey, Todd, I like uh, Lamont's TV commercial where he tells us that Connecticut schools are third in the nation. Third in the nation at what? 
He doesn't tell us what they're third in the nation at. So I got to assume it's third in the nation at spending the most per student and getting the lowest grades. That's the kind of lies that they have in their ads. Goodbye. It is true that uh, if they're citing a statistic, back to that first rant about statistics. God, it's it's uh, Monday afternoon, about three thirty-seven. You had just questioned the validity of the Doobie Brothers. You called them a chick band, aren't they? Well, I'm sixty-two, and back when I was sixteen, it was like nineteen seventy-six. One of the coolest presents anybody could give another friend was the Doobie Brothers' greatest hits. Greatest hits of the Doobie Brothers, but that's like a girl record, isn't it? They're not a chick band. They're not like like oh god, the crap that came out in the '90s. This is a legit rock and roll band, and they're still out there making music and, and touring. And these guys, these guys are rock and roll. But for you to question, you're out of touch, Todd. All right, Joey, a rock and roll song that was put out by the Doobies. Can you think of something? That's tough, I mean, isn't it? it's yeah. I guess music is subjective to the the ear. But I want to. Yes, but things do fall into categories, and we can uh, agree to certain standards. I guess you could say they're like a soft rock if you're going to push the limits. But I want to put them at like you know the rock and roll echelon of musical groups. Yeah, but they're not a rock band. No, I mean you can. There's that nomenclature of like it's a soft rock band. So is it really a rock band? Like, would you put them up against like you know Motley Crue as being a rock band? Yeah, well, that's uh, that you're going kind of to the other end. But that's what I'm saying. Like, listen to the music. The rock band genre is so massive. So they had a period where they were a folk rock band. Listen to the music, Blackwater. Mm. It keeps you. It keeps you running. That was more when they were poppy. What a fool believes. China Grove. South City Midnight Lady. Long. I just looked up their hits online. This isn't doing the later ones when they got a little more. Taking it to the streets was the closest thing to rock and roll. But it's not really rock and roll. It's pop rock. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it's the, the rock. They, yeah, they fall under the rock genre, but I want to put them as a rock and roll band in my mind. Again, music's objective. I'm going to open this can of worms today. The Doobie Brothers, uh, somebody wrote in and asked if the Doobie Brothers had any number one hits, which, of course, they must have had. The Doobie Brothers followed up their number one smash, What a Fool Believes, with the title track to their only, and then it disappears, their only number one album, it must be. That must be what they were going to say, but I don't know what it was. Anybody know? It disappeared on me, the rest of that. I can't even believe that I'm, I'm even hearing this from you. Uh, Doobie Brothers rock. I'm not a huge fan, but back in the day, they were it for a good number of years. No, they were big. That's right. And Michael McDonald was a good singer. I liked his stuff on the first uh, Steely Dan album. Uh, get back to politics. Thanks, Todd. I saw Michael that... McDonald in concert a few years back. All by himself? Yeah, all by himself. It was, it was him and Shaka Khan. Really? Yeah, it was an amazing was he playing bongos for Shaka Khan? No, but she came out for their crossover song, and then it was like you, would, you were thinking, okay, she's going to come out and do her stuff now. Mm-hmm. She came out, did their song together, and then went backstage. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. wait. Okay, I guess I got to wait now for Shaka to come back. What was her big hit? She had a few of them. No, but there was one huge one. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. have to pull it up. I got to call us the screen. All right. All right, guys. I'm talking to those who think we should just give up now and brace for the worst because there's no way we can make a difference with this election. 
I'm going to tell you all a little bit about myself. Why? I was once employed as a mechanical design engineer for aerospace, worked for eight years, first to design an egress to breaking new ground for my company, even inspired the consolidation of a pair of workers after working in both and pointing out the overlap in work. Unfortunately, I got laid off due to a lack of available work when COVID-19 affected the aerospace industry. Since then, I had interviewed for numerous positions and every single opportunity I applied for, I was rejected. Now I'm working for Walmart as a cashier. COVID-19 has passed and so many places are now looking for people with my technical skills. Well, I have not had an interview since February. The reason for that is because I have simply not applied to any of these positions. I let my doubts that have built up stop me from even trying. I well, have, I don't understand this. Why haven't you applied to these positions? I let my doubts that have built up stop me from even trying. What was built up? The reason for that is because I have simply not applied to any of these positions. I let my doubts that have built up stop me from even trying. You understand that, Joey? I so badly want to understand what he's talking about, but I can't get it. I think he makes it seem like he didn't trust himself, to, like he didn't think it was worth his time. It's always worth your time to apply yourself. I let my doubts that have built up stop me from even trying. I let my doubt? Yeah, like his doubt to even be able to get the job and doubt to succeed. Oh, really? That's That's I what I take away from it. I hope you understand the point I'm making. No! If I just applied, I will get an interview and will have a chance of landing a better job than cashiering at Walmart. So? Instead, I am where I am. Because? Opportunity after opportunity passing by. Why? Don't be like this. Don't be like me and just let this opportunity pass by. But? We have a chance if we take it. But how are you and why are you that way? I think people just doubt themselves too much. Well, he said he could get the job if he, he knew he could get the job if he just applied. But, but that's maybe the, it's everyone you know lacking the, the confidence. You yeah, it's people you don't have that confidence. Rick does, I think. He's here to talk about the Doobie Brothers. Did you used to hey, play Todd. with the Doobies, Rick? Todd, you're crossing a line here. You cannot be questioning whether the Doobie Brothers are rock and roll. I mean, they're one of the great rock and roll bands of their time. If if Creedence Clearwater is rock, they're rock. There's and no the comparison. The whole world was turning to disco in 73, and the Doobies were still playing rock and roll. Like what? What were they playing in 73? Uh, China Road, all of their songs. They're China all Road rock is songs. rock and roll? They had that little bit of a country in them, but it's, it was still rock. Folk rock, yeah. Whatever. It's still rock. <laughs> like I say, in 73, everybody was going to disco. I mean, even yeah. uh, the all these bands were suddenly becoming disco bands who were had been great before then. But uh, nope, they stayed the course. I do like how Mike McDonald turned into being kind of a soul singer with with uh, taking us to the streets and stuff. Yes, the soul's a little bit. He's got some rock in there, too, as long as it got some beat with it. So I'm not anti-doobies. I just, uh, I just they're, like rock. They're one of the great bands. You can't be anti. Well, you can be. Uh, people are anti. <laughs> There's some people who don't like the Beatles. Some people don't like the Stones. Well, everybody likes CCR, and they're kind of in the same genre, so. Credence is way more. Um, what do you? What's the right word for it? It's more country, yes, but there's a hardness to it. Maybe blues based. 
Is that okay. fair to say? I could I could hear that. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, I could hear that in there. All right. Maybe but some bluegrass. The and they're both great. All right, Rick. Rick said his piece. Yeah, I can tell he's losing interest in the conversation, so I don't want to hold him here. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Yes, Bill. What about COVID? I am calling about the internet. Basically, they shut down Yahoo, all the newspapers for commenting, and they said it was all based on health and safety concerns. But they did not allow any conversation against what was going on. You talking about during COVID, and, and you weren't allowed to criticize the the failed policies that were being pursued. Correct. Yeah. No, that totally. That's how that's how little confidence they had in what they were doing. They felt that they couldn't survive having free speech during COVID, so they shut it down. I agree. In like Yahoo, Yahoo. the Hartford Current, the Mass Live, all these places. All of a sudden, within two days of each other of COVID exploding, took comments off, and you had to subscribe to their paper or their source. And nobody's questioning why is there no comments negatively on anything anymore. Because the left is anti-free speech. They're trying to undo the Constitution create big government, have nobody challenge it. They're getting very Chinese. Hey, Todd, this is Jerry from Naugatuck. Hello, uh, Jerry. Great show today. i got to hand it to you. Uh, that monologue in the beginning about Lamont uh, that you did, uh, you, that that was great. You, I hope you do that uh, all the way to your election day. And, uh, You'll have to Chris remind Powell's me. Powell's interview was, was as uh, good as well. And I, and I like... Uh, the GOP chairman, uh, Proto, he, he was very good. Ben Proto, yeah. But what struck me was uh, that guy from Winstead. I think his name was Don or John or whatever. Uh, uh, you know, he, he, didn't, he to me, he didn't make any sense. Like, he was ambivalent about everything, no no specifics. But Larry, the, the caller after him, he was from Bridgeport. And I think Larry's sentiments are indicative of, Everybody living in Connecticut, that we want a strong, uh, you know, uh, fiscally sound policy, uh, you know, uh, complete audits like Bob is suggesting to weed out, uh, you know, the BS that's unnecessary. And uh, I just hope Bob wins. That, that's, that's all I wanted to rant about. All right. Thanks for all you do. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Thank you, Jerry. 860522WTIC. If you have a smart speaker and you're not using it to listen to WTIC News Talk 1080, then what exactly are you using it for? All 
Are you just Are you just mocking them now? Are you just No, I'm not mocking, I'm brothers? pandering. <laughs> There's a difference. But that that song is the wimpiest. No, no it's not. No, hold on, hold on. Scratch the, scratch the record. No, no. Yeah, that was pretty wimpy. Come on. This is a rock band and this is what you're giving me? I mean, there's more lights in the background than a Katy Perry concert. I think I've been going too easy on the doobies. I do. I've been going on too easy on the Democrats who listen to this. Have you heard about this? Did you play this another day part or anything, Joey? Christine Maine, she's running for state representative Democrat. Democrats get in trouble. You're not supposed to say what Democrats believe, like straight out for people to, uh, to hear. This woman was campaigning last week. In whatever town in uh, northeastern Connecticut she was uh, campaigning in. see why people don't want to join the police department. It's a hard job. But if we had more community policing, more people that, you know, were actually friendly instead of combative with citizens, then people would want to join. Uh, President Clinton said he wanted 100,000 community police officers. Get to know the residents. Get to know the people. It's a much better way to police. I was a magistrate. I worked um, not with the police department. They kind of worked under me. They had to come to me for all their warrants, all their search warrants, all their, you know, when they arrested someone, they had to come to me. And I know them very, very well. And some of them joined the police department because they wanted to beat people up with, without, with impunity. They wanted to have sex <laughs> because the uniform attracted women. And they wanted to speed. And I was shocked when they told me that. But I, I've known thousands of police officers. I worked at... A How nice is that? They wanted to beat people up. That's why people become cops, according to this Democrat. 860-522-WTIC. Hey, John. Yes, John. No, John. Don't talk. Just sit there and be quiet. Wasn't, wasn't that amazing? Christine Maine, she is, uh, 51st District. And some of them joined the police department because they wanted to beat people up with, without, with impunity. They wanted to beat people up with impunity. That's why some of them joined the police department. They wanted to have sex. They wanted to have sex. That's the other reason, because of the uniform. Did you know that? Oh, that's why you wear the uniform every day, Joey. I see. <laughs> because the uniform attracted women, and they wanted to speed. They wanted to speed. Can you imagine wanting a career in law enforcement because you wanted to speed? And and Democrats are against bigotry, they used to say, but but that's like as bigoted as a person can get talking like that. Rant line number eight six oh seven five one forty six ninety eight. Tom Scott coming up on WTIC, but we're going off to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Now, that is not the Doobie Brothers. Because that sounds like rock and roll. 860 Is that Tom Scott on that blank line? There must be. Hey, Tom. How you doing today, Todd? Well, there's so much going on. The world is so busy with politics. That's why we have you here, Thomas, to clarify it all for us. 
Well, I just uh, call every week, as you know, to do the punditry thing. And uh, speaking of which, there was another poll out today, the WFSB Connecticut Insider Western New England University poll. Everybody's getting into the act these days. With Are they the like a big polling company? No, they're not. I mean, the Quinnipiac poll is, they were out last week with a 17-point lead for Lamont. This new poll has Lamont up 15 points, and mm-hmm. Western New England does the heavy lifting. My guess is that WFSB, TV3, and uh, uh, the Connecticut Insider pay for the poll is my guess. I mean, I don't know what their relationship is, but that's often the case. When you have a media poll, which this is, you have a university or a polling company partner typically So they actually do the work, the analysis, the people paying the bills sign off on the questions, and they get first stab at it. I mean, in the case of Quinnipiac, it's a great way to promote the university. In the case of uh, Western New England, it's a great way to promote their university. Sure. It makes a little noise for them. Yeah, which doesn't take away from the authenticity of the poll, by the way. I'm not I'm not casting aspersions on the poll. No, I they're mean, just such way. bizarre numbers. It's hard to, like, does, does a, a governor's race ever end up having those kinds of margins? No, it, it'll close up somewhat, in my opinion. But, you know, Stefanowski is just not connecting with the, the voters he needs to connect with which are the relatively small number of swing and persuadable voters. And with five weeks left to go, if you think of it, uh, let's take the lower number. Let's take the 15-point lead for Lamont. He has to knock Lamont down three points a week right up until November 8th at 8 o'clock when the polls close. And the only way that's going to happen, in my opinion, and let's say it's 10 points, Todd. I mean, you know, when, when you have two major polls out, 15 and 17, you've got to be brutally honest about what's happening out there. And if the Democrats were down 15 or 20 points, there would be an intervention. There would be a rescue mission launched. And in the Democratic Party, you could do that in Connecticut. You mean unions that start driving in from all other states to hit the streets and and, uh, start helping? That would be the mechanics of it. But but what I mean by an intervention is you would have senior leaders in the Democratic Party. I mean, you have two U.S. senators. You have Mm -hmm. five sitting members of Congress. You have a lot of people uh, uh, of of stature in the Democratic Party. Now, I have no use for any of these people. So when I say they're of stature, I just mean they understand the game. They understand the mechanics. I don't like any of these people. They're destroying the state. No, you're of just saying they're they're at that level that they're at in the political world, and level. they under they understand how you which levers you pull and which lies you tell to make things happen. They know how to get the job done, especially yes. uh, that useless junior U.S. Senator Chris Murphy and his team. Uh, so kudos to him for knowing how to do campaigns. But but he's one of the guys who is absolutely destroying our way of life. If I can get that on the record. Uh, with his votes on the floor of the U.S. Senate. But in the Republican Party in Connecticut, we don't have... There are no heavyweights. There are. (laughs) Well, yeah, I was actually going to be more diplomatic. I mean, there there are no people of great stature. There is no central leadership command in the Republican Party in Connecticut for a whole lot of reasons. I mean, it goes back to Lowell Pius Weicker Jr. I mean, he, he ran the Republican Party into the ground, and we're still suffering under that legacy. But Stefanowski 
I mean, it's, it's it, before you can have a successful intervention, you have to understand there's a problem. Not a perfect analogy, but if you're an alcoholic, sometimes you just have to hit skid row and, and hit the gutter before people, you know, will, will acknowledge that there's a problem. And the problem with Stefanowski, as I see it, is he's surrounded by a lot of people who really are whistling past the graveyard. They don't even realize there's a problem. You know, if you say that Bob's down 15 or 17 points, his response is, well, my poll says I'm within the margin of error. Well, you know, no, no reporters that I'm aware of have actually asked him to produce that poll. But, but that you can't solve the problem. If the people around you are saying, Bob, don't believe these polls, all these people have agendas. Well, Quinnipiac doesn't have an agenda. They've never known to be partisan. They've been criticized from time to time by weighting their numbers a little more heavily Democrat than a district or a state would would justify. And they've also been accused in some polls of weighting it a little too high for Republicans. So they've been criticized by both sides when when the numbers are off a little bit. But they but get one thing we do see rate. in the one thing we do see in the state, Tom, is that that there is uh, this bowing down to power. So I could see that there are organizations in the institutions in the inside the state that want to have a good relationship with the governor and want to kowtow to him because for financial reasons or whatever. Is, is there no influence like that that would influence uh, that would have some effect on these polls? Well, a, per- a perfect example would be the Connecticut Association of Realtors. I mean, yes, they, they that was endorsed. ridiculous what they did. Yeah. I mean, they, they should have been neutral. OK, they made a mistake internally in 2018 in their mind uh, because they endorsed the Republican. And and I don't know on what basis they did that. Um, but clearly, Bob Stefanowski had a better agenda for the real estate market, if you will, and that's their audience, uh, than Lamont did in 2018. And in this case, what has Lamont done except uh, uh, identify through executive order that realtors were semi-essential early on in the pandemic, which allowed that industry to, to sort of limp along in the early months of the pandemic. And I think they're attempting to reward Lamont for that. But Lamont, by no objective margin, should be rewarded for improving the economy in the state of Connecticut. So to your point, I think there is some of that. And the realtors may be exhibit A uh, in that regard. But but back to this intervention, Stefanowski still has time to change course. I'm not convinced he will, however. Because the people around him don't get it, he surrendered. His team this time, uh, overall, is worse than the team he had four years ago. Four years ago, he won a primary in a five-way race by eight and a half points. Nobody saw that coming, except a few of us that were around and actually orchestrating that whole thing. And then it was all downhill the day after the primary because he did exactly what he shouldn't have done. He surrounded himself with the party hacks in Connecticut who, who, who wouldn't know how to win a competitive campaign if their life's dependent on it. And this time, it seems that his thinking is, if only I had those people on my side this time. And the people that he surrounded himself with, with a few exceptions, are just patting him on the back and saying, keep doing what you're doing, Bob. That is the well, that, ex- is, that is bad he, advice. He can think for himself and, and think that things aren't looking so great. Well, he can. But what's he going to do? Okay. Well, that's so that's the next question. What would you recommend? Fire everybody. Fire everybody. Hire a good ad guy. 
and talk directly into the TV camera. Don't worry about flashy ads. They're not working. Mm -hmm. Have a conversation with the people of Connecticut straight up, uh, warts and all, and say, here's the deal. And, 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 and that's the next five weeks. And again, I could get into the details of what that should say, but you know, I'd be revealing the proprietary information and I only do that professionally, but there is a way to do this. You can't keep doing what you're doing and expect to win on November 8th. He's not even close. When you look and, and, at, when you look at his ads, um, over the course of this election, what's your feeling about how his advertising is, has been structured and, and, and what it's looked like oh, since well, the beginning. It, yeah, it's clearly not, not working, but let me, let me just make the, the broader point on that because the same thing happened in 2018. Stefanowski has been outmaneuvered by Lamont, and, and Lamont is running very dishonest ads on many different levels about a whole lot of things, his mm-hmm. own record and Stefanowski's record. In both cases, he's got nuggets of truth, but a lot of it is nonsense. In 2018, this should have been a change election. After eight years of Dan Malloy, for crying out loud, hundreds of thousands of people, including an awful lot of Democrats, hated, loathed, and detested Dan Malloy. And, and Lamont, Republicans had an opportunity to paint Lamont as, as an extension of Dan Malloy. They got outmaneuvered, and, and Lamont actually became the candidate of change in the state of Connecticut. If you look at the polling and if you look at just even anecdotally what was happening, that's what happened. Same thing here. Lamont is, has outmaneuvered Stefanowski in a way that in the Quinnipiac poll, 17 percent of Republicans say they're voting for Ned Lamont. Three percent of Democrats say they're voting for Stefanowski. Mm-hmm. Those Republicans need to come home. Swing and persuadable use need to come home. And soft Democrats, he's only got three percent, need to come home. There's no reason a Republican can't get 10, 12, 14 percent of, of likely Democrats in this upcoming election. But they're not hearing anything that appeals to them. And why would so many uh, Republicans be leaning the other way? Same reason? Well, I would say that the same reason that the realtors are comfortable with Lamont is the same reason that uh, 17 percent may not sound like a lot, but it is in the context of of this election. And Uh, and in the context of how uh, polarized each party is, where where Republican voters are pretty consistently in the 90s on behalf of the Republican candidates especially for federal candidates. That's true. For U.S. House, for U.S. Senate, it is rare to see that number of Republicans supporting a federal Democrat candidate. So, so Lamont, you know, Lamont's talking about tax cuts. Lamont's talking about some things that appeal to fiscal conservatives, and he's getting away with it. So that's a mistake of the answers, that the, the clarification isn't being made that what what Ned is doing is garbage time. Yeah, well, that that's, yes, absolutely. I mean, there's there's a very aggressive ad that uh, Stefanowski has where he has all these people saying that, that Lamont is lying about property taxes, for example. Mm-hmm. And, and we all hate high property taxes, but I think most people understand, while there may be a state connection, it's your local town council, it's your local board of aldermen, it's your local board of selectmen that set the mill rate in your town and set the pen, spending priorities. Yes, there is a state connection, but it's hard to make 
that connection. If you're going to run an ad like that, it has to be plausible in order to bring people on board because you can both say you're, you're against property taxes, um, but, it's, but it's not plausible unless you connect the dots somehow. So it's got to be a more straightforward kind of tax that you're talking about. Yeah, and it's and it has more to do with cost of living. I mean, you know, what 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 is a uh, what what's the cost of a dozen eggs today, and a and a quart of milk, and a and a gallon of gasoline, or a yeah. gallon of home? Because that's oil. where the emotion is, right? That's where the emotion is, and that is at the doorstep of the Democrats. In other words, the the campaign to some extent needs to be nationalized because Biden is a drag. Democrats all over the country where Biden has been pulled into a campaign. You know, Lamont's doing a pretty good job pulling Trump into this campaign. Well, guess what? Trump's Trump's an unemployed politician. Biden's the president of the United States. And Ned supported Biden, helped him get elected. He absolutely did. And Biden, even in Connecticut, even in blue Connecticut, Biden is a drag if you can figure out how to make that connection, because inflation is not the fault of a single Republican in America. Inflation is the fault of every Democrat in Congress and Mm -hmm. Biden and everybody in his administration. Yeah, it's all uh, it's all very clear and yet somehow not articulated and perceived. Well, we'll see if anything changes. But I'm I'm, and, and again, you know, when I come on your show, you invite me to come on and to be brutally honest. And and unless there's an intervention and unless uh, there's a rescue mission, Stefanowski's going to lose and he's going to lose by a big margin. And it's going to affect the congressional, the fifth congressional district, which ought to be more competitive than it is. It's going to affect the U.S. Senate race. It's going to affect the congressional race in eastern Connecticut. And it's going to it's going to affect a lot of competitive state Senate and state uh, rep districts, never mind the constitutional officers, attorney general, secretary of state. Uh, and comptroller, God help us, what does even a comptroller do? They're all going. They're all going to lose by huge margins if this continues. Uh, just for the record, I never invited you to come on and be brutally honest. But I appreciate <laughs> that you do. Well, I don't think you'd have it in any other way, whether it was stated <laughs> emphatically or not. Tom Scott, thank you, sir. Good to talk with you and good to get your uh, clarification on the race. Anytime. All righty. So that's where Tom sees things. Did John still want to talk? Hello, John. No, John just is staying on hold permanently. At least his phone is. It's funny how that happens, isn't it? All right, well, um, oh, yeah, did I play? I did, I did, I did. I think I played everything I want. Oh, no, the Liz Cheney. We can do a quick Liz Cheney hit? Yes, we can. Will you remain a Republican? This is such bunk. Everything she says is about campaign. She wants to run for president. She wants to gain power on the coattails of Donald Trump. Listen. Will you remain a Republican, regardless of what happens in the next election? Uh, I'm going to make sure Donald Trump, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure he's not the nominee. And if he is the nominee, I won't be a Republican. And Republicans will be very, very upset, Liz Cheney. They will. They'll be heartbroken. Okay. We can talk about Liz tomorrow because we're out of time today. We're going to turn things over to Ian Stark. We'll get weather. We'll get news and all kinds of fun coming up on WTIC. We're going to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.